This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. If you're constantly on the hunt for a good deal, then you need Rakuten. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cash back really adds up. Tonight, the dangerous deep freeze affecting half of all Americans as Texas declares a disaster. The lowest temperatures are still to come. More than 4 million homes and businesses now without power nationwide as the Weather Service warns of life-threatening bitter cold. Snow and ice cause pileups across the south as the Gulf Coast reaches historic lows. Plus, how the brutal weather led to this all-out sprint to get vaccinated. Lonnie Quinn is also standing by with the forecast. Worst weeks ahead as seven new variants of coronavirus are discovered in the U.S. The blunt warning tonight from a top scientist. Why he says the next three months will be the worst of the pandemic, even as new infections continue to drop nationwide. In demand, states complain about a lack of vaccine doses while expanding who's eligible to get their shots. The frustration tonight as Americans try to sign up. Punished by their party, Republicans who voted to convict former President Trump now facing censure back home as President Biden tries to move his agenda forward. And the new investigation House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is demanding tonight. Fiery finish. The stunning come-from-behind victory after an explosive ending at the Daytona 500. We ask, how did everyone walk away from this? Royally thrilled. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry announced they're having another baby. Plus, did the Duke and Duchess channel a movie moment in their California backyard? And happy Yardy Gras? How New Orleans is turning its annual parades into a rolling house party. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, everyone. Happy President's Day. Nora is off tonight. I'm Major Garrett. We're going to begin with breaking news on the nationwide deep freeze that's endangering lives and shattering records across the country. Nearly 200 million Americans are now in the path of a dangerous winter storm system, with warnings and alerts now stretching from the Mexican border all the way to Maine. Across the south and the Midwest, snow, ice, and sub-zero temperatures are shutting down airports, causing car crashes and forcing vaccination centers to cancel appointments. But tonight, nowhere is harder hit than Texas, where more than 3 million homes and businesses are without power and heat. The electrical grid simply can't handle the demand. As we come on the air, President Biden has approved a federal disaster declaration for the Lone Star State, and the governor there is calling up the National Guard to help move people to warming centers before temperatures drop even lower. Lonnie Quinn is standing by with a forecast for you and your family, and our team of correspondents is covering all of the other major headlines tonight. But first, CBS's Omar Villafranca is going to lead off our coverage from a frigid Dallas, Texas. Omar, good evening. Good evening. Tonight, Anchorage, Alaska is warmer than Dallas, and more than 26 million people here in Texas keep losing their power because of rolling blackouts caused by high demand. And for the first time over the weekend, the whole state was under a winter warning that brought blizzard-like conditions. Tonight, a record cold snap has turned Texas into a tundra. Flurries fell in southeast Texas, blanketing Galveston's sandy beaches in white. The city manager there warning infrastructure damage caused by the extreme temperatures could rival the cost of a hurricane. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Frozen Road sent an 18-wheeler careening out of control near Austin. And a man nearly lost his life, jumping just seconds before a car lost control and crashed into a police cruiser. The extreme low temperatures spun up this so-called snow-nado in East Texas. The ultra-low temperatures will last for several days, meaning that what becomes frozen will remain frozen for a long period of time. The historic storm caused problems across the country. Firefighters in Vermont rescued this young man from frigid waters after he fell through the ice. Tennessee roads turned into ice rinks after frozen precipitation fell. In Little Rock, Arkansas, cars were brought to a standstill on a slippery highway, trapping nurses who just got off their shift. Stay home. Stay where you are. Stay home. The temperatures in parts of Oklahoma dipped below 20 degrees for five days straight for the third time ever. And with another storm looming, crews worked to clear snow as fast as they could. Nearly four million people across the south have lost power. In Louisiana, the cold caused a transformer to blow, ripping a fireball through power lines. The agency overseeing Texas's power grid has declared its highest emergency level in over a decade. Texans sitting in the dark tonight after rolling blackouts were issued due to high power demand. The power outage also complicating the fight against the pandemic after a facility storing vaccines in Houston lost power. Medical officials scrambled to use them before they spoiled and students at nearby Rice University lined up for a surprise dose. From Kansas to Texas, power providers are urging people to conserve energy, but that's going to be tough because new winter warnings have just been issued that will stretch all the way from Dallas all the way south to San Antonio, and that could affect 15 million people. Major? Snownado, that's a new one. Omar Villafranca, thank you very much. Tonight, the snow and ice, as it's wont to do, is pushing its way to the northeast. With a forecast, here's CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Lonnie, good evening. 
Uh, good evening to you, Major. That storm that you were just showing us, which started off this morning in Texas, has now made its way into the Ohio Valley. So what you're looking at from Cleveland to Cincinnati, this is a snowstorm for you. You'll pick up about a foot of snow. For the East Coast cities, well, we have some concerns about icing. We do have ice storm warnings outside of New York City, but we believe it's going to get too warm. It all turns to rain. All right, now it's going to be anything but too warm as you look down to the south again. Look at how out of the norm these temperatures are. For Dallas, Texas, your temperatures are running 49 degrees colder than they should be. For Oklahoma City, they're running 51 degrees colder than they should be. To put that into perspective, tomorrow morning, Oklahoma City will be 11 below zero. That's colder than Anchorage, Alaska has been all winter long. And with that cold air in place, nothing's going to melt. And there's another system that will come into the area tomorrow. That system then moves to the northeast. This time it looks like snow for the northeast. And if you are looking for a place to escape the cold air, because 200 million Americans are battling the freeze, you go to Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida today felt like it was over 90 degrees. The first time it has felt like over 90 degrees this early in the season. So uh, <laughs> maybe there's uh, yeah, yeah. Not too many people are flying. Maybe a lot of people are walking to Miami right about now, Major. A Miami state of mind. Lonnie Quinn, thank yeah, you very yeah. much. Now to the COVID pandemic. As of tonight, nearly 40 million Americans have had at least one COVID shot, and more than 14 million have had both doses. States are now expanding access to shots, but supplies are running short. We get more on this from CBS's Carter Evans. It may be the lull before the next COVID storm. Nearly every single state is now trending in the right direction. Nationwide, new COVID cases are at their lowest since the end of October. Hospitalizations down 46% in the last month. But leading public health experts say, brace yourselves. The next 14 weeks, I think, will be the worst of the pandemic. Tonight, New York confirms it's treating its first case of a variant likely discovered in South Africa. And it may get much worse. But it turns out we have plenty of our own variants here in the U.S. Exactly. I think that was a lot of our concern. Louisiana State Virologist Dr. Jeremy Camille is one of the scientists who recently found evidence of at least seven homegrown variants. They may have little subtle effects on how um, well the virus colonizes a human respiratory tract. It intensifies the race to vaccinate Americans before the next potential surge. More megasites are opening, but some, like San Francisco's Moscone Center, have had to shut down. Supplies are running out. Amid that supply shortage, several states have expanded who's eligible for the vaccine, including those with underlying conditions. 28 states have made educators eligible. Today, Chicago's school district launched four vaccination sites just for teachers. But the tight supply means difficult choices. We just don't have enough vaccine to say to everybody, come on, get in line. I would put all my vaccine in 65 years and older. And I know teachers may not want to hear that, but I think that's the right message. Another potential roadblock for schools. Under new CDC guidelines, there are limits to reopening if they're in so-called red zones, communities where viral transmission is highest. It turns out. 91% of all U.S. students live in red zones. Also tonight... Not providing the information creates the void. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo defended himself against charges that the state underreported the death toll from nursing homes early in the pandemic, then tried to cover it up. And I want everyone to know everything was done. Everything was done by the best minds in the best interest. Now, vaccination sites in the Los Angeles area still don't have enough shots. This location is only able to do second to doses. 
Also today, California hit a grim milestone. COVID has killed more than 47,000 people here, more than any other state. Major. Carter Evans with comprehensive coverage. Thank you. Tonight, President Biden is back at the White House, hoping to focus the nation's attention on his $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan. But there is still some unfinished business from the second Trump impeachment trial. CBS's Nancy Cordes, Cordes reports tonight from the White House. President Biden returned from Camp David to a city still shaking off the specter of impeachment. Is not guilty as charged. The Senate failed to meet a two-thirds threshold this weekend to convict his predecessor. But seven Republicans who voted with Democrats are now facing their own reckoning. Mr. Cassidy, guilty. Senator Bill Cassidy was censured by Louisiana's Republican Party on Saturday. Tonight, North Carolina's Republican Party is voting on censuring longtime Senator Richard Burr. I think that's an appropriate act. North Carolina Congressman Dan Bishop supports the move. Senator Burr has served North Carolina in Congress for 25 years. Doesn't he have the right to cast a vote as he sees fit? I like Senator Burr. I'm friendly with Senator Burr, but this was an error, and the Republican Party is correct in my judgment to express that view. Mr. Trump, who waved to supporters in West Palm Beach today, is still facing an election-related investigation in Georgia and a financial investigation in New York. Didn't get away with anything yet. Republican leader Mitch McConnell suggested those probes could spell trouble for the former president. President Trump is still liable for everything he did while he was in office. But South Carolina Republican Lindsey Graham argued it's the Democrats who deserve retribution for going after a former president. If you use this model, I don't know how Kamala Harris doesn't get impeached if the Republicans take over the House because she actually bailed out rioters and one of the rioters went back to the streets and broke somebody's head open. Supporters of the vice president say she only backed bailing out peaceful Black Lives Matter protesters, not rioters. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she wants to get to the root causes of the insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th. And so, Major, she is going to be creating an independent 9-11 style commission to investigate. Nancy Cordes at the White House. Thank you. We are following breaking developments in northern Iraq, where tonight several rockets were fired on Erbil, where some U.S. forces are stationed. New video captures the moments of impact. A U.S. service member and several American contractors were hurt. A foreign civilian contractor was killed. It is not clear who fired the rockets. America is struggling to get shots into arms. The reasons, logistical bottlenecks and supply shortages. Some believe we should look overseas for some guidance. One U.S. ally is getting its citizens vaccinated at a far quicker pace. Here is CBS's Elizabeth Palmer. Just over four months ago, Israel's COVID outbreak was one of the worst on earth. The country went into strict lockdown. And then the Israeli government struck a deal with Pfizer-BioNTech for enough vaccine to inoculate every Israeli adult by the end of March. Two months in, the data is as good as the scientists predicted. In a study of 1.2 million people, half got the vaccine, and they were 94% less likely to get sick. In other words, among the vaccinated, COVID is in dramatic decline. And so far, you, your supplies are good and steady. Your vaccination program is working flat out with plenty of vaccine. 
yeah, it's, it's amazing. And they're now lowering the levels, the ages of which people can be already vaccinated. We're very jealous. I, I, hope, I hope the world will get there soon, yeah. Just days ago, Israel's lockdown was eased, a welcome new reality. And for the rest of us, perhaps, a glimpse of the future. As the global COVID vaccination effort slowly grows beyond the rich, developed world. So now Syrian refugees are getting the shots. The first shipments have just arrived in Zimbabwe and supplies have reached deep into the Brazilian Amazon. Elizabeth Palmer, CBS News, London. Valentine's Day was extra special for Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. They announced they will soon be a family of four. The new child will be the eighth in line to the British crown and likely have dual U.S. and British citizenship. Here is CBS's Jamie Yukas. Beaming in black and white, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex not only reveal the pregnancy, but also a life in stark contrast to the royal duties they left behind. I find that there's something very theatrical and almost Hollywood about the the pictures. And it reminded me of the Julia Roberts movie, Notting Hill. Notting Hill is the story of a Brit whose relationship with an American actress is tested by the tabloids. Sound familiar? Royal biographer Andrew Morton. They are trying to take command of the narrative of their lives. They're sick of, of British tabloids, American tabloids, trying to shoehorn some kind of bogus narrative about who they are and what they're doing. The happy news comes after Meghan Markle revealed she suffered a miscarriage in July. 37 years ago, Princess Diana made headlines with the announcement she was pregnant with Harry. Can you compare for me how different these two children's lives will be versus William and Harry's? It's going to be a far more relaxed, far more informal lifestyle. The royal family says they are delighted and wish them well. The couple now lives quietly in Montecito, California, with their son, Archie, and will break their silence for the first time since the move in an interview with Oprah Winfrey for CBS. And what they're trying to do is express themselves with their own words in their own way. And judging by these looks of love, there may be nothing so royal as living their truth. Jamie Yukis, CBS News, Los Angeles. In Colorado, two more people died in avalanches over the weekend. A 57-year-old snowboarder was killed near Loveland Pass, and a snowmobiler was killed on Mount Epworth. At least 20 people have died in avalanches this year in seven states. Experts tell us because of social distancing, people are venturing into more remote ski areas where the snow may be unsettled. Persistence paid off at the Daytona 500. Michael McDowell had never won in 357 NASCAR races. But after hours of delays that stretched past midnight on the final lap, McDowell in the number 34 car somehow avoided a spectacular crash and crossed the finish line first. A 100 to 1 underdog now gets to celebrate a very long awaited win. Tomorrow is Fat Tuesday, and the party will go on in New Orleans. They just brought it home. Here's CBS's Janet Shamley. Giving up has never been in the DNA of New Orleans. So the COVID cancellation of Mardi Gras parades didn't kill off an old tradition. It jump-started a new one. This is Yardy Gras. Happy Yardy Gras. A parade where spectators are the ones on the move. Look at mommy, baby. Photographing homes dotted with decor. Whenever he gets older, I want to look back and show him how Mardi Gras was in quarantine. (laughs) I thought this was going to be very low-key. It started on social media. Megan Boudreaux tweeting, 
turn your house into a float. Now, some 3,000 New Orleans homes are part of an immobile porch parade. Oh, man, it's awesome. It's a beautiful day out here. <laughs> are you beyond surprised? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm definitely overwhelmed just how over the top the response has been. On First Street, it's like Shark Week. Down the block honoring a local delicacy, the Café du Monde Beignet. New Orleans is going to have a good time no matter what. Some homeowners hired out-of-work artists or rented props from idle float builders to help those struggling. We actually hope that this is a thing every year, even when the parades come back. From the wild to whimsical, the stationary parade bringing neighbors together, turning Mardi Gras into a literal house party, finding a way to let the good times roll. It's a party! Janet Shemley and CBS News, New Orleans. Finding a way. Tomorrow, Nora O'Donnell interviews Bill Gates on his new book, How to Avoid a Climate Disaster. We will live stream that at 2.15 p.m. Eastern Time on CBSNews.com. And we'll have highlights on the CBS Evening News. If you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Major Garrett in Washington. Nora's back tomorrow. Good night. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H 2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official T-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.